Here to get you ready for an action-packed day of football. We will find out if my markets are worth a damn. The casual better likes the things that don't move. I'm the exact opposite. I want to bet in stuff that's nuts. Hashtag spray the board. Dialed into the latest line movements, injuries, and props. It's BetQL's You Better You Bet countdown to kickoff. Presented by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. What's up, everybody? Happy and Merry Week 3 NFL Sunday to you and yours. It is You Better You Bet's countdown to kickoff. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS on this show, on this network. We bring you the bets. We bring you the sports. Coming to you live today from all the usual spots on a glorious NFL Sunday morning. Odyssey.com and the app. BetQLNetwork.com and the app. We are on radio stations nationwide as part of the BetQL Network. We're on YouTube. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. And Twitch at Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Ken and I are here. We're bringing you the wagertainment up until 1 o'clock Eastern. Talking all things sports betting. Week number three in the National Football League. Proudly presented today and always by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. All right, you know how we do it. Each and every NFL Sunday morning here on Countdown to Kickoff. All the line movement analysis in every single game, all the line movement your little heart could ever desire. We will give you the actives and inactives breakdown as it impacts betting and as it impacts fantasy. Thy Royal Prop King will stop by about one hour from now giving you all Thy Royal Prop plays yardage anytime touchdown and the prop king believes he's now cornered the first touchdown market after a little success earlier this week so maybe a couple first touchdown props as well coming up next hour on the show ken barkley's underdog money line parlay we didn't get to the old monster teaser on thursday or friday on the show so we will uh, squeeze in a monster side maybe a monster total teaser for you and yours and of course an hour and 40 minutes from right now best bets for every single game side in total again on this week three nfl sunday we are locked and loaded on this week three NFL Sunday. My friend Ken Barkley, how you doing? Uh, great. Yeah, off of uh, what was supposed to be maybe the best college football Saturday of the year. And, you know, a lot of the games, you know, or Oregon kind of kind of put it on Colorado. You probably read about that and saw some sound bites of Dan Lanning in all in all kinds of things before the game, in the middle of the game, after the game. So scoreline, not super. I didn't know he had an in him, man. I didn't know Dan Lanning had like oh, professional yeah. wrestler promo guy in him. That was pretty well, impressive before the stuff. season. Before the season, when he was like, "What's Colorado ever ever won?" Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Like you kind of got that that glimpse of maybe this was basically. I, I guess what happened. I guess what's happened in college football is every head coach is essentially turned into some kind of professional wrestling character. Like that's yeah, like, like a carnival barker. It's required now, apparently, to be a college football head coach. This is and this is a recent development. Like I know there have been characters before, but the idea that like in all the big games. Yeah, they're defined by like who won and who lost or whatever, but the characters of the coaches and like calling people out and calling out the media and calling out Lou Holtz and calling out all of these other I just it's like Dan Lanning at halftime, like I hope everybody's still watching basically like we're going to run it up. Like what? Like when did, when did this happen? And like maybe maybe this is the Deion Sanders effect. Now everybody kind of wants to be like that and make a lot of bold proclamations and be incredibly confident, which is great, but like it was very noticeable yesterday in like all of the big games and even some of the games that weren't that big, just like the brazenness of the coaches playing characters, yelling at, you know, almost made up criticisms. Uh, we don't, we don't see that in the NFL too often. And in college, uh, you know, I, whether you like it or love it, it's uh, it was interesting. And I, it feels like we're going to get a lot more of it this year. I'll say, I don't know if Dan Lanning has someone that like writes for him 
or if he comes up with his own material. But like we, they're in it for clicks. We are in yeah. it for wins. Is like is oh, yeah. T-shirt worthy? Whether he came up with oh, that or yeah. whether someone else got one of like oh my Phil Knight script writers came up. It's also yeah. like the biggest hypocrite on planet Earth. I mean, it's 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 Oregon. Like r- really, like all it's yes, like, like yeah. We the they, billboards bodacious for Bo Nix. Right. Come on, yeah. Like yeah, like they play for clicks. We play for wins. Also, next week we'll be wearing our sixty third shiny silver alternate helmet to try to draw attention to ourselves. Like oh, okay, like, oh, okay. Okay. Also, you won by congratulations. You won by a lot. I mean, really, like put it on Colorado and uh, didn't cover the second half or go over their team total. It's worth noting. So even if you were really bullish on Oregon in yesterday's game, yes, they covered. Uh, there were a lot of markets in which they did not cover, which was actually pretty interesting too. I do want you to give us some betting implications if you have them coming off the college football Saturday um, and maybe specifically coming out of the Notre Dame Ohio State game, which like. Look, like Marcus Freeman stinks. We've talked about that a lot on the show. Ten men on the field at the end doesn't take a penalty. You know to move them up three inches and instead play a literally final play of the game with like season on the line maybe as far as like the playoff is concerned maybe. Let's play with ten guys. Absolutely brilliant. Also, Ryan Day is a brutal in-game coach and like God bless him. Like he's gone to the playoff like a couple times. He's done well replacing Urban Meyer. Also, he's a terrible in-game coach and then like taking shots at Lou Holtz after the game like how about this Ryan Day? Grow up loser like come on man like what i can I, I, I know you're saying like inventing things to get mad about like yeah. lou holtz of course lou holtz is gonna trash talk ohio it's a notre dame legend of course he's gonna do that who cares and day's gotta go at like like this this old man like it just i it just struck me as ryan day sucks and ohio state doesn't suck but the coach i think is terrible and i think he's a loser Good on them for winning the game, and they ended up kicking the extra point to, like, push the closing line. With yeah. That was in question, right? Because if it's no time left, it's just 16-14 games over. You bet Notre Dame plus three, you win. Instead, Ken, I feel like a lot of people pushed uh, with the result of that game, Ohio State winning by three in pretty epic fashion in South Bend. So any uh, any gambling thoughts coming out of college football Saturday, and then we'll spin it forward and uh, do it move for this week three NFL Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I think you did a good job there with the the coaching mishaps, 10 men on the field and the Ryan Day, the jet sweep on fourth and one when they they literally never ran a QB sneak the entire game. I just I don't understand how that plays just like doesn't exist. You have, you know, five NFL offensive linemen can't have the quarterback like just step forward for a foot, Um, but whatever. And then the other crazy thing that I mean, like kind of an all time betting moment, right, where they're trying to figure out if there's one second left or zero seconds left on the clock will. And it's worth noting, like a a hidden sort of subplot within that is, okay, let's say there is one second left on the clock. In college, you can block an extra extra point and return it for two points. That is allowed. A safety conversion, I think is what it's called. And you can block the extra point and return it for two. They're up two. This is essentially like the end of the game. Notre Dame does not have many avenues to win or like win the game or advance the game. That's one of them. Why would you kick? Like, don't go for two. McCord takes the snap, takes a knee, then you kick off. Like, that's what's supposed to happen. And yet, like, yet again, like, Ryan Day, it's like, in the moment, really, nobody's like, hey, man, you know, if they block it and return it, we go to overtime, right? Like, anybody, anybody think of that? Maybe don't kick it. And uh, they did. So if you had Ohio State minus, like, I had Ohio State minus three, it was not a great day of betting yesterday. But that was, boy, I tell you, when you're, like, up against it, and people today will relate to this, too, when you're kind of like, I think uh, I gave 16 bets on the show, I think they went six, eight, and two was the exact record of the bets and two pushes in miracle fashion when you're kind of up against it and the day is kind of like turning against you a little bit and you get one of those i mean it it's like a warm blanket i mean it just feels like the greatest thing of the like and you didn't even win anything but you're just like man today's been like a little rough like this might be it this might be a tough saturday oh, oh what did wyoming do 
oh, oh my God, what did Ohio State do? Wait, they're going to kick? Oh, like, oh my God. And you just, you kind of count everything up. You're like, man, that was, that was pretty awesome. So I'm sure a lot of people have definitely going to have games today that fit that description. I'll give you like 30 seconds here real quick on the, the national title implications for the game. Uh, before the season, just like me doing my own work, take it for what it's worth. Uh, there were two teams that stood out by far to me as having the best chance to win the national championship. They were Ohio State and Michigan with Georgia behind them this year. Uh, this version of Georgia through whatever, four games for a lot of teams, five games in Notre Dame's case. Uh, I wouldn't change that opinion whatsoever. Like, no, Michigan and Ohio State are the two most likely teams to win the national championship. I think Georgia can definitely win. I think they are a slight step down. And I think that's going to make this particularly crazy when we get to the playoff. Uh, obviously, it adds even more importance as if it needed any to the Michigan-Ohio State game at the end of the season. All right, so that was the uh, that was the college football breakdown, college football Saturday, but today is an NFL Sunday. Coming up later this hour, actives and inactives will be released, and we will give you the fantasy breakdown. We will give you the betting breakdown of all of those. Thy Royal Prop King still to come. Underdog Moneyline Parlay still to come. Monster Teaser still to come. Best bets to close the show coming up at 12.40 p.m. Eastern time. But right now, it's time to get you up to speed on all the line movement we've seen on this Week 3 NFL Sunday with this edition of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. Ah, it hits different. Week three, NFL Sunday. Ken, coming up in a moment, we'll get to two teams starting backup quarterbacks today that the betting market the betting market seems to like. But let's begin in South Beach with the Dolphins and the Denver Broncos. So a little bit of surprising injury news, Ken, coming down yesterday on a Saturday. That Dolphins star receiver Jalen Waddell was ruled out for this game with a concussion. He did not clear protocol. He had practiced on Friday in a limited fashion, which I think had led me and like a bunch of other people to think like probably on track to play. But in the end, Waddle does not clear protocol in time. He is out for today's game as the Dolphins host, the 2-0 Dolphins host, the 0-2 Denver Broncos. Ken, how did the betting market respond? Where do we stand right now? Side in total, Miami against Denver. Yeah, I think as everyone would anticipate, right, you uh, you declare a, a really significant participant in the game out, the line is going to move, you know, toward their opponent. Basically, Denver is going to become more likely to win the game, more likely to cover the point spread, and the number is going to go down, and that's what happened. Uh, so Miami was about, you know, a six and a half point favorite most of the week as we awaited news on whether Jalen Waddle would play in the game or not. Once he was declared out, uh, instead of Miami being a six and a half fa uh, point favorite, they went to a six point favorite. And then it's just worth noting, Sometimes that's the end of the story, like an injury piece of news happens, maybe it's 24 hours ago, maybe 36, whatever. There's an immediate kind of reaction in the betting market, and then that's it. And then on the day of the game, nothing really going on. It's just worth noting Denver has continued to take money uh, this morning as, like, it's not like we, there's no there's no extra players out, there's no extra receivers out for Miami. It's, it's Jalen Waddle, and yet five and a half has started to appear on the board in a couple places, so... Denver, uh, you know, basically all one-way line moving in their direction. They were a six-and-a-half-point underdog. Now with no waddle, they were six. And I think there's a chance before the game start we might see five-and-a-half in a lot of places. Yeah, I, uh, 
I, I've been saying all week that I like the Broncos. Ken, I think I'm out on Denver at any number below six. I think I would need like at well, least there has six to, be a to make a bet on the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, there has to be a point where you're just like, like, okay, Waddle's out also. Like we're, we're getting dangerously close to like Denver has to win the game to cover a lot of the time and like go to Miami and win. Like, yeah, Sean Payton's a good coach. Have you seen their defense? Like that might be kind of tough. Like kind of want a lot of wiggle room there. And I think, you know, you betting them early in the week was probably prudent. All right, so let's move to, Ken, the two backup quarterback games that we teased, right? Where Anthony Richardson remains in concussion protocol for the Indianapolis Colts. He will not start today. Gardner Minshew starts on the road in Baltimore. And Bryce Young, another rookie top five pick. Young, the number one overall pick. Richardson, the fourth overall pick. Bryce Young will not start with the combination of an ankle injury and also head swimming. That, that didn't make it onto the official injury designation after the first two oh, weeks yeah. of the season for Bryce Young. So the red rifle, Andy Dalton, can returns to our lives. He will start for Carolina on the road in Seattle. Pretty interesting movement in the betting market, right? But the Colts at the Ravens in the Mayflower Bowl and then the Panthers at the Seahawks in Seattle. Yeah, just uh, these are these are the two quarterback games today. And it's I think they're they're sort of a special kind of quarterback game, right? And I, I think people will this will make logical sense to people. Okay, if I tell you Patrick Mahomes is out for the Chiefs, or you know, I tell you like a big Josh Allen's out for the Bills, or something like that. We honestly we we might have this Monday night. Joe Burrow might be out for the Cincinnati Bengals. You have a, a really big time quarterback out, and then you know the the replacement is obviously never going to be remotely as good as the starter. You're going to see a really significant line move in the direction of the team, uh, you know, away from the team that has the injured quarterback and toward their opponent. We have that with the Rams and Bengals Monday night. Okay, well, well, these two are different in this way. Okay, the starter is not playing, but in both cases, the starter is a rookie who probably does not, we're not thinking a lot of them yet. Anthony Richardson hasn't played very much. Bryce Young has played two games. They didn't look very good. And in both cases, they're being replaced by kind of like known steady veteran quantities in terms of Gardner Minshew, who started a number of games, obviously, in his NFL career, started a big game for the Eagles last year against Dallas in a significant situation and played well. So it's like, all right, is that a drop? Like Richardson, high ceiling, rookie. Obviously, they took him hoping he's going to be the franchise quarterback to Minshew. Okay, like, is that even a drop-off? Are the Colts more likely to win the game today? Like, exactly this game, not two years from now, not the rest of, of Richardson's career, this game with Minshew. And then for Carolina, they're going on the road to Seattle, tough place to play. Are they more likely to win with Andy Dalton at, at quarterback than Bryce Young? The market in both of these games has actually moved toward the backup quarterback, which is just so interesting, right? So in the case of Colts and Ravens, and some of this is going to be the weather, some of it's going to be a Ravens long injury report, but backup quarterback, and we're we're now, honestly, I, actually for the first time, you can bet Ravens minus seven now in a few places. They were a way bigger favorite over the course of the week. Seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, sevens have started to appear in that game. So again, money on the backup quarterback. That's really interesting. And then in the four o'clock game, Carolina and Seattle, part of a brutal four o'clock window this week, by the way, take a nap or something. Or don't, because maybe this game's actually going to be awesome. Uh, money has come in on Andy Dalton going to Seattle. Seattle was a six, six and a half point favorite in this game, uh, four or five Eastern time start, as I mentioned in Seattle. Now, I mean, you can find Seattle minus four and a half, minus five. So again, usually you think, oh, replacement quarterback, like who would want those teams? Who would ever want to bet on the backups? Who would ever want that, that many points? It's just such a brutal setup that surely the favorite's going to win. Actually, we have two situations today in which betters are really onto the backup quarterbacks, like them, think the team is more likely to win, more likely to, uh, to keep the game close with them at quarterback. And the Ravens injury report, massive as Ken alluded to. Marcus Williams, Marlon Humphrey out on the secondary. Justice Hill and Odell Beckham Jr. are out at these skill positions. Two offensive linemen out as well, Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum. On the other side, the rest of the line movement coming up on this week three NFL Sunday. Browns and Titans, Jaguars and Texans, Bills, Commanders, and more. 